welcome to Let's Never Meet. I'm Elle. I'm Rissa. You sounded like a Stepford Housewife. I did. Hello. Please come in. I've made casserole and brownies. It will probably kill you because I am not good at cooking. Yeah, I've never seen you cook. I don't. I made tacos tonight. I just assumed your husband cooked them. I did. Good job. He does most of the cooking, I'm not going to lie. That's pretty cool, though. That's because every time I cook, he fucking complains and always says, Well, my mom does it this way. I'll fuck care how your mom does it. If you want to do it how your mom does it, you can fucking do it yourself. And then he does. That's why he cooks. (laughs) Also, if I just lay on the couch long enough, he finally is like, This bitch isn't getting up and cooking nothing, so I better do it so we don't starve to death. (laughs) So we do at my house, but the thing is, is like, we'll just starve. Like, (laughs) Mommy, have you up. seen the size of our family? We ain't gonna just lay around and starve. We're some chubby bunnies. <laughs> we are too. It's okay. We need some sustenance. That's all right. It happens. So, what are part two? Yeah, of this shit storm. Yeah, and it's about to get shittier and stormier. Yeah, Ooh. and we're about to. I... Everything. Okay, so everything I was just gonna say would have just sounded like a weird, creepy sex thing because i was gonna be like we're gonna cram it in and then i was like that doesn't sound right and i was like we're gonna pack it in and then i was like that's not any better (laughs) so i didn't know really so i just we're gonna give you some information yeah (laughs) the meat and potatoes are the whole thing you know the meat (laughs) i know that's how i had to add potatoes we're gonna give you the meat because i was gonna say meat and then i was like add potatoes Mm, potatoes. So where did we live off? There's little boys coming in and coming out of the garage. Coming in and out of the garage. Great. Well, well no, no, no. There's little boys coming in the garage. Oh, they ain't going out? They ain't coming back out of the garage. That's awfully suspicious. <laughs> you'd think. You, wouldn't you think when you saw like five little boys coming in the garage and you saw none going out, you'd be like... <laughs> You're just like, they must have left hey, when I was sleeping. It's hey, fine. John, what what are you doing out there? Homosexual experiments. How come them boys haven't left yet? Do they need a sandwich or something? They left while you were sleeping. Are they hungry from all their homosexual scientific experiments? (laughs) Oh, my God. People are weird. So, yeah. So, in 1975, this is where Gacy just amps up, right? He says he's on a tear. He increases his relations with young boys and calls it his cruising time. What the fuck? That is the creepiest cruising Name. isn't that cruising isn't that what they say like about oh. i thought that was like when people go out looking for like creepy sex partners is cruising but which uh, i mean makes sense i'm not that's, sure that's what he's doing um so in mid-july of 1975 gacy goes to the home of 15 year old anthony antonucci i wonder if he's mouthful. italian Probably not. Who worked for him. Obviously, they all do. This is where he finds all of them. Gacy handcuffs Anthony, who then gets loose, and Anthony just happens to be a state wrestler. Good for him. So he pins Gacy and handcuffs his ass back. Good. Go, boy. And Anthony lets Gacy leave once he calms down. He said, calm down. You calm down, you can leave. Until then, you just lay there, handcuffed, and think about what you did. Don't fuck on me again. Yeah. Homeboy. Don't try to do the sex to me. No. I ain't here for it. No. That's so that, pretty impressive. That was in mid-July. So on he Ju- fucking got out of his handcuffs and <laughs> wrestled him down and handcuffed him. That's fucking impressive. That is. I don't care how good he you are. He needs a goddamn wrestler. medal. Yeah. 
So on July 31st of 1975, 18-year-old Gacy employee John Butkovich (laughs) disappears. He was angry and had told his family that Gacy owed him two weeks' worth of pay. He came to Gacy's house to collect the money. Gacy handcuffs him, strangles him, and buries him under the concrete floor of his garage. Question. Yes. How do you bury someone under the concrete floor that already exists? Do you just... I don't know. I didn't look up the logistics of that. Do you dig a tunnel under the concrete? Do you just... Or you bust it up? Bust it up and then redo it? redo it? I think he redoes it. That seems real fucking suspicious. Maybe it was cracked already. I'm sorry. Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe they were already replacing it, so half of it was gone. Sir, why do you have a body-shaped hole in your cement? Your fresh cement. Right. He just carved that's, it. He carved it out like a chalk outline. That's weird. Yeah. Well, we'll just put this fresh cement right on top of it. No problem. Thanks. See you. Bye. Yeah. Oh, sorry. So John Butkovich's car is found abandoned with his wallet and keys inside the car. The keys were even still in the ignition. So he didn't run away. No, no. Gacy, uh, his parents called Gacy, and Gacy says he came there, got paid, and left. Was fine when he left. Uh-huh, but Gacy offered to help search for him. Duh. Well, that's awfully kind of him. In the following three years, John Butkovich's parents called the police more than a hundred times, asking them to please look into Gacy. That is so sad. Because they knew. Yeah. He was the last one that saw him. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. And if they would have just fucking listened to them, yeah. a lot of other people wouldn't have been murdered. Yeah, lots. I mean, it's not like they probably could do anything because they had no proof whatsoever, but you could have at least, like, looked into him yeah, instead of just brushing tried. them off. Yeah. But it's probably like, oh, he's political in the area. He's this huge guy that owns this nice contracting place or yeah. construction place. Blah, blah, blah. He wouldn't do that. We've not had any other complaints, you know. Right. So in March of 1976, Gacy and Carol get divorced because, you know, he won't have sex with her, so right. she left him. Which, I mean, meh. On April, that was in March. In April, April 6th of 1976, Gacy abducts and kills 18-year-old Daryl Sampson and buries him in the crawl space. I feel like the crawl space is just a tight area. It is. For such a sized man. To be digging holes and burying people. Yeah. On May I've f- seen my crawl space, and I wouldn't fucking get in there if you paid me. Oh, no, no. They're Let creepy. alone get in there. There's probably critters. And dig snakes. holes. Snakes, mostly. I don't think there's probably snakes. I'm I don't know, but that's sure what, there's mice for sure. That's what 100%. scares me is snakes. I'm not really scared of snakes. I'm more scared of, like, shit that doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. Like, the grudge and shit coming out of there. <laughs> It's like the conjuring when the thing comes down. It's just like, ah, this is... Nope, this don't watch those movies. I do. Okay, I like them. So on May 14th of 1976, 15-year-old Randall Reffett yeah, is killed by asphyxiation. Hours later, a 14-year-old Samuel Stapleton vanishes, and Randall and Samuel um, are buried on top of each other in the same grave in the cross space. So he's doing some serious fucking digging with his little hand garden shovel. Yeah, but that that doesn't last very long. How long do you think it takes to dig a two-body-deep hole with a fucking hand shovel? Well, especially we're talking boys. So they're, like, at least five to six feet tall already at this age of boys. So, like... Also, it's not even like you have any room to put your dirt when you shovel it out. Yeah, it's weird. It's a very, very small space to be shoveling 
graves. I've seen pictures of it. It's weird. Sorry about my yawn. It's weird. <laughs> you can see pictures of it, and they're, they're flags. We'll get to that. Okay. On June 3rd, 1976, 17-year-old Michael Bonin disappears and is murdered. He is strangled and buried, guess where? In the crawl space. He's just on a fucking rampage. Well, yeah. So that was His ju- wife's gone. Nobody's home to tell him that he can't do this shit. So mm-hmm. he's just left and right snagging people. Yep. So that was June 3rd. On June 13th of 1976, Gacy murders 16-year-old William Carroll and buries him beneath the kitchen in the crawl space. Ow! Okay. All right. Yeah, he didn't tear up the kitchen floor and do it. Well, that fucking wouldn't surprise me if he did. I know. That's sad. On August 5th of 1976, 16-year-old James Hackinson disappears and is murdered and buried where? In the crawl space. The next day, on August 6th of 1976, 17-year-old Rick Johnston disappears and they are bu- is buried stacked on top of James. So James and Rick are buried stacked on top of each other again. There are... So many bodies in this basement. It's like the opposite of the city. You know, like in New York, they have to build up. He's because there's no room down. to build out. He's building down. Because <laughs> he doesn't have room to go out. But wasn't he... I thought he was, like, married when they found all these bodies and stuff. Well... Or there's someone else living there or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So... We'll get there. During, yeah, during all of this, during that July, before the last two had gone missing, Gacy had hired an 18-year-old named David Cram, who moved into Gacy's home on August 21st. That's a real unfortunate last name, especially in this situation. <laughs> yeah. He was going to cram it for sure. Yeah. Gacy tries to rape David, but David had been in the army, so he defended himself. He said, not today, son. Yep. Judo chop in the throat. Yeah. Um, as he was, like... Basically hiding from Gacy. Gacy was yelling, you really don't know who I am. Maybe it would be good if you give me what I want. Um, no thank you. How about no? How about hard pass, thanks. Yeah, that's going to be a no for me, thanks. So David moves out and quits his job with Gacy's company, Oh, obviously. well, fuck yeah, he does. And another young boy named Ry- Michael Rossi moves in. Also, does no one think it's suspicious that he's moving these teenage boys in his house? But but he probably spins it as they don't have anywhere to go. I, yeah, I hired them I'm on my company. Them. They're gonna save up and get their own place. I've got the empty room now because Carol yeah. and the girls are gone. Well, and then when they go missing, it's oh they found their own place. Yeah, they, they moved on. They I helped them. Yeah. But also, just looking at your face, if you said those words, to me, if he said those words to me, I'd be like, Nah, you're bullshit. Something's creep. wrong. Yeah, you look like a creep through and through. So that shit ain't that's. Fake news. Yeah. So, during the end of that summer, there's several unidentified victims in that time, but I'll get to them kind of later, but we don't really know anything to be able to say much, so. The fact that there's any unidentified victims is sad, because that means there are teenage boys that nobody reported missing. Yeah, I'm sure there probably is. Yeah, it's sad. So, on October 24th of 1976, Gacy abducts two teens named Kenneth Parker and Michael Marino, from outside of a restaurant. Both were strangled and buried again in the same grave in the crawl space. How? How, if there are two of them, when shit starts to go south, were they not like... We've had this discussion... But how many times have we had this discussion now because there's multiple times when two people get messed up at the same time? I don't understand. I don't either. I don't, like, 
want to be in that situation, so I know how to understand, but... No, but they're like, teenage boys. It's not like they're eight. Right. If shit starts getting weird, fucking start windmilling like, or something. Like, how do you abduct two teens, like, in a public place outside of a restaurant? Well, I feel like that's a pretty loose term, because he probably was just Lured like, them there. Hey, you guys need a ride? You want a tour? And they were like, yeah, sure. We love sightseeing tours. Let's go. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, he probably didn't just, like, snatch them off the road, but... I'm sorry, I still I'm don't understand it. Well, it's like almost 10 o'clock. So. Uh, well, I'm not 80. I shouldn't be. <laughs> I am. I know. I feel like it. So two days later on October 26th, he's just pow, 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 right through here. October 26th, 1976, 19-year-old, uh, a 19-year-old Gacy employee named William Bundy. rut row. What? I know. It was really weird. Any to, relation? No, but it was weird to write them in the same sentence. That is weird. Disi- he disappears after telling his family he was going to a party. He was strangled and buried in the crawl space beneath Gacy's master bedroom. So creepy. Yep. Um, in December of 1976, a 17-year-old Gregory Godzik, an employee of Gacy's, is last seen outside of his girlfriend's house after a date. You keep fucking killing your employees and you ain't gonna have any more This employees. is my thing, too. How many of these people have to go missing where all of them say, oh, he worked for, and I think it's like P, P, PG something construction. It's like a, It wasn't like a name I wanted to write over and over again. So I'm like, <laughs> but nobody's like, huh, that's the 14th boy from that goddamn place that's gone missing. Right. That's weird. We should talk to the dude that runs it. Hmm. Right? And that never comes up. That's fucking weird. Yeah. But see, they'd worked there for like a week or two is all. So like some people, like, I mean, their parents should know. Right. I don't know. So he disappears after, uh, after taking his girlfriend on a date. He told his family that he'd been digging trenches, trenches for drains in Gacy's crawl space uh... for pay. Uh, he ain't even digging his own graves in the crawl space. He's got these teenage employees going down there digging drain trenches for new plumbing. Uh, how much fucking new plumbing do you need? Apparently a lot of six foot long, two feet deep. So these poor trenches. children are going down there and digging their own fucking graves. Pretty much. So, yeah. That's awful. So Gregory's um, car is later found. And then Gacy tells Gregory's parents that Gregory had told him he was running away and that Gregory left a voicemail after he disappeared. But, of course, he deleted it. He didn't think anything of it. Right, because when people run away and disappear, you generally delete any voicemail you get from them. Yeah. Yep, yep. So here's a name I'm going to mess up. I already know. Lay it on me. On January 20th of 1977. That's Austin's birthday. Oh. Not 1977. I was going to say, damn, he looks good. Yeah, he, does, he looks great for his age. Yeah. 19-year-old John... S-Z-Y-C. Okay, John. He disappears <laughs> after being lured to Gacy's house on the pretense of Gacy buying his car from him. He's buried in the crawl space directly above Gregory. So they're just like, yeah, build this trench extra deep so I can fit two bodies. Two of in you it. in here, yeah. Great, thanks. Then there's some more unidentified people. Then on- How fucking big is his house? Uh, but I mean, 
for going too deep. Think about think about if you had a crawl space. I do have as, a crawl space. No, I'm just saying. So it's, let's say it's only this chunk of the house. The crawl space is only under our bedroom. Well, that's stupid. But imagine it was as big as the house. This yeah. part of the house. Mm-hmm. And we were stacking them too deep. Think how many bodies we could get under there. But do you think he's really spacing it out well? Like... I'm going to start over here in the corner, dig that one too deep, and then we're going to do a plot right next to it too deep. I will show you. Line. I will show you how it's I feel out. like when you got that little spade and you're down there digging with your hand, you're just fucking digging wherever you can Probably dig. true at first, but I think he got it together. Okay. I don't know how. So on March 5th of 1977, 20-year-old John Prestige... Prestige? 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 That's don't know. That's be weird as a last name. Is visiting <laughs> friends in Chicago... Gacy gets him, murders him, and buries him where? In the crawl space. Good job. I got so, okay. I got so fucking sick of writing crawl space on these notes. I can't even take it. What about poor homeboy buried out by the barbecue by himself? Yeah, he can't even hang out with his other like ghost friends. Right. Because they're all trapped in the crawl space, and he's out on the patio. Right. Poor yeah. guy. Yeah. So maybe in, he can hang out with the garage guy. Yeah, maybe. In April of 1977, Michael Rossi moves out of Gacy's home. Gacy has a short-lived engagement to an unnamed person. Yeah, she was like, nope, fuck that. And that be associated with him. Yeah. So in July of 1977, 19-year-old Matthew Bowman is murdered and buried in the crawl space with the tourniquet used to strangle him still around his neck when he's buried. Oh, great. Yeah. In August of 1977, there's a clue on John S.'s, we'll just say that, John S.'s disappearance. Michael Rossi, who had lived with Gacy, had bought John's car from Gacy because he claimed he bought it when really he just stole it after he killed him. Right. Um, Michael Rossi, who'd bought John's car from Gacy, is arrested for stealing gasoline. (laughs) And the license plate traces back to Gacy's address. Because that's where he was living when he bought it, I'm guessing. He tells the cops that, um, Gacy tells the cops that John S. had sold him the car. For money so he could leave town, and the cops just say, okay. okay thanks, bye. Yeah. And I spelled pursue wrong, but that's okay. <laughs> and here's a kicker. This, this, this point of my notes ends in three question marks, because... Oh, good. In late 1977, Gacy begins dating ex-wife Carol Hoff again in the hopes to reconcile. I'm sorry. It, it doesn't work the first time and you went so far as to be married for quite some time and he told you he's bisexual and that you were never gonna have sex again right you saw a bunch of teen boys going into the house and never coming out probably ain't gonna work out i would hope not you should probably cut your losses just wash your hands of it yeah wash your hands of that one and be on your way carol yep so around september 15th of 1977 18 year old robert gilroy son of a chicago police sergeant is suffocated and buried in the crawl space. I'm so surprised by that revelation. Yeah. My handwriting looks really good in these notes. I'm often distracted by it. <laughs> um, where am I? Oh, okay, so that was September 15th. September 25th, 1977, 19-year-old Marine John Mowry disappears, strangled and buried in the corner of the crawl space. How fuck did he not get out? Oh, he kills other uh, servicemen, too. Wow. 
they apparently the Marines don't make him as tough as they want to think they do. Okie dokie. That was not me. That was her. That was me. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you, how are you a Marine? You can go rip the faces off of other armies and you can't even defend yourself against a big fat guy. Well, also probably because he fucking handcuffs them. True. But kind still, of hard to that's defend not, yourself. I when you're feel like that has to be part of Marine training to get out of, like, being taken. I don't know. I've never been through Marine training. Me either, because I'm not tough enough, and I still feel mm. like I could have taken on this pudgy asshole. I would never survive. No, me either. So, October 17th of 1977, 21-year-old Russell Nelson disappears, is suffocated, and put in the crawl space. Oh my god. I literally, okay, if you look at my notes, it's like all, and then it just says, disappears, suffocated, crawl space. Murdered, crawl space. <laughs> Four weeks after the October 17th murder of Russell Nelson, 16-year-old Robert Winch is murdered and put in the crawl space. How many people are we putting in the crawl space? Uh, uh, it's I'll, got to be at its maximum capacity. No, no, right you'll now. get a number eventually, I promise. The fire marshal is not going to be happy yeah, about no, this. Yeah, no, they've definitely reached capacity. Yeah. You would think. I would say. On November 18th of 1977, 20-year-old father of one, aw, Tommy Bowling disappears outside of a bar and is strangled and put in the crawl space. That's, That's sad. very sad. That is sad. December 9th, 1977, a 19-year-old Marine again named David Talzma disappears after telling his mom he was going to a rock concert. Woo. He is strangled with a ligature and put in the crawl space. If there's any clowns at a rock concert, you should leave that establishment <laughs> okay. fucking immediately. I love concerts, but if I see clowns, I'm out. Yeah, I'm... See ya. One clowns time... don't even bother me, and if somebody walks in and dresses up as a clown, goodbye. I'll fucking trample people to get out of there. One time I was watching a band called We the Kings, and they were on, like, the Warp Tour, so another band was doing a prank on them and sent out people dressed as Oompa Loompas, and that even scared me, and, like, they're not even scary. <laughs> but it scared me because they weren't supposed to be there. Right. So, on December 30th of 1977, 19-year-old Robert Donnelly is abducted from a bus stop at gunpoint. Gacy takes him to his house, rapes him, and tortures him. Gacy then takes him to his place of work, not his own place of work, Robert's place of work, and lets him go. Why, though? I don't know. Weird. Robert tells the police what happened, obviously. Right. And well, but I'm kind of surprised that some of them tell because it's like embarrassing that it that happened to them. You know what I mean? That's like, probably why he's cowering. Yeah. Right. Sorry. So then the police question Gacy on one six of seventy eight. Oh no, I'm yawning. <laughs> Sorry, I started that chain reaction. And Gacy tells the cops that they had quote slave sex, but that it was consensual. Um. So the police believe him and don't charge him with it. The slave part of that tells me otherwise. Slaves? Okay. Slavery is not consensual in any way, shape, or form. Nope. If you're, now, now, had he to say we were role-playing right. slave sex, then that's different. Still fucking weird, but It's okay. still strange. What? And, yeah. Not kink-shaming, but it's fucking weird. <laughs> kink-shaming. <laughs> not kink-shaming. Yeah. But that's still fucking weird. Depending on your kink, I might shame you. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm shaming you if that's your kink. Yeah. Because that shit's fucking weird. So Don't here, know if I know if I mentioned that or not. Right. So here you go. Ready? Around February 16th of 1978, 19-year-old William Kindred is murdered and is the last to be buried in the crawl space. Oh. Well, because he goddamn ran out of room, probably. And he's killing all the people that are 
digging the trenches. Right. He ain't getting his fat ass down there to dig. No. I'm, I don't even know how he gets his fat ass down there to drag people in there and put the fucking dirt back on him. I'm not sure. Also, does he just leave it open until he gets the second body to put in there? And then he... I don't know. I have questions. There might be a layer of dirt. I don't know. I have questions. Yeah, me too. So, um, on in March of 1978, Gacy lures a 26, so that's pretty old for Gacy. Yeah, it is. Lures a 26-year-old named Jeffrey Rignall into his car. He chloroforms him. Drive- okay, wait, okay, wait. <laughs> this has nothing to do with anything, but there's a video on, I don't even know, it might be YouTube, or I just saw it online, I don't know. It's this guy chloroforming himself. And it's the funniest fucking shit I've ever seen in my life. He's like, Why is he doing it? I don't know. He's like standing in the bathroom and he's just like, all right now, go to sleep. It covers his mouth and just fucking passes out and knocks all the shit over. It's so goddamn funny. So strange. <laughs> okay. Where are we? Oh. So uh, Gacy chloroforms Jeffrey, drives him to his house, rapes and tortures him. And by, t- Okay. So this is going to be, like, some gross detail, but, um, so Gacy had, like, some weird torture stuff, like, he had, like, the bar, this isn't really that weird, but he had the bar, like, you put behind your neck, and your arms go on it. Yeah. Um, that's in a, that's from a movie, too, but he also had, like, this weird thing he would, like, shove into them, but then, like, well, if they, like if they bled that. or got, like feces on it then he'd beat them more oh my god but like if you shove a giant thing up someone's asshole you're gonna get poop right. on it right sorry to break it to you but anyway so gacy tortures him he drives jeffrey to the lincoln park area and dumps him and jeffrey is able to stumble to his girlfriend's apartment he tells the police and they don't investigate anything what is wrong with them this is, like, the fourth person that has said that he has assaulted them. And, and this one, when the police see him, is bleeding from his ass. Right. And is beat to shit. Right. He didn't fucking do it to himself. No. Get off your goddamn ass and go check it out. But here we go. We, we got a good... He, he picked the wrong... He picked the wrong cat to deal with this time. Ready? Jeffrey somehow remembers Gacy's distinctive black Oldsmobile... And remembers that they were driving on the Kennedy Expressway. So he's like, nope, I'm going to stalk the shit out of this exit on the expressway. (laughs) So he literally stakes out the expressway and the exit he thought they took. And one night in April, sees Gacy's car take the exit. So him and his friends follow Gacy home. Go, good. Get at it. And then calls the cops and is like, yo, this is the dude. This is who it was. This is where he lives. We have his address because we followed him here. Yeah, but they're like, okay, thanks, bye. No, no. Police actually did something good this time. Oh, wow, congratulations. They issue a warrant and um, on July 15th, he's arrested for battery. But I don't know how battery equates rape and torture, but, I mean, at least it's something. Right. But, I mean, he bonds out, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Great. Yeah. That's fantastic news. Yeah. In mid-June of 1978, 20-year-old Timothy O'Rourke left his apartment and disappeared. His body was later found in the Des Plaines River. Uh, so he's getting sloppy here. Oh, yeah. Put in the river. He gets real... He gets real... He, he does something real stupid later. <laughs> it's like the Bundy butt bite thing. 
This will be his Bundy butt bite. Uh, this will be his bite marks? Yeah. On November 4th of 1978, a 19-year-old Frank Landingen oof, is murdered. His body's later found in the river with his own underwear in his throat. Ooh, that's not good. No. November 24th, 1978, 20-year-old James Mazzara disappears after family Thanksgiving. His body's then found in the Des Plaines River on December 28th, and he'd been strangled. Okay, so he's clearly ran out of crawl space. Yeah, huh? So now he's just Gacy going to the river. Gacy said later he'd considered using the attic when he ran out of crawl space, but he worried about the excessive leakage, so he decided to use a bridge to throw them in the river instead. That is foul. The fact that he's just so blasé about, oh, their bodies would leak a lot, I can't right. bring the attic. That, wh- what the fuck? And here's where Gacy... The end is coming. The demise. Yeah, yeah. On December 11th of 1978, Gacy goes into a Des Plaines pharmacy discussing a remodeling job with the st- on the store. Well, oh, on the store. I was going to say, uh, if he's remodeling his house, it's because he's got to fucking add on to it. So no, he's, he's going to remodel space. the pharmacy. There, a worker named Robert Peast, who's 15. I think this is the story that I've heard. Yeah. Gacy offers him a job. Peast tells his mom about a contractor offering him work, and he's going to go talk to him, that he'll be back soon. He never returns and is reported missing. Okay, but doesn't he, like, ask him to come over, like, in the middle of the night? Yeah, he went after work. Like, it's dark out when he goes. Yeah, okay. Nobody wants to meet about a job in the middle of the goddamn night. No. So, uh, they file a missing person report and say that Gacy is who was asking him about a job. Because it was the mom's birthday. And she's like, there's no way he just didn't come home on my birthday. Right. Like, no. So the police talk to Gacy and he denies offering him a job and or speaking directly to the kid. awful time for your kid to go missing. Yeah, your own birthday, I know. Yeah, every year on your birthday, you are just reminded that your kid went missing mm-hmm. this day. Gacy, they ask Gacy to make a formal statement. He says, sorry, can't. Uh, I don't think you got a choice there, I mean, making bro. a statement you do, you're not under arrest, so. He said, uh, no, Could you can't. make a statement? No. <laughs> I'd like to, but I can't. Right, so your statement might as well just be, I'm guilty as fuck. Yeah. Guilty as sin over here. Yeah. So, um, at 3.20 a.m. that the next morning, kind of, Gacy shows up to the police station covered in mud, claiming he'd been in an accident. Yeah, like a fucking slip and fall in the mud accident, or? Or like a dumping a body in the river and right. had an accident, maybe. Suspicious. Yeah. So he later denies any involvement, and Gacy eventually writes a statement of his movements on the day of question. And then... His name comes up an awfully lot <laughs> right. to just be like, yo, can we get a statement? Yeah, you were doing this that day? Great, thanks. See you, bye. Yeah. So, the but here we go. The Displains police, I put, have a brain. And they <laughs> definitely, definitely know that Gacy's involved in all the stuff that's going on. So they run his background and find the Iowa charges and the Chicago battery charge against Jeffrey. Remember, he just got arrested for assaulting and raping and torturing the right. woman. So they see that and they're like, oh, red flag. Something's funky. This is a large red flag waving yep. in the air. So on December 13th of 1978, police execute a search warrant on Gacy's home. They're going to find more than they bargained for. Oh, yeah, they are. 
So they find a class ring with the initials of J.S. on it. Okay, what do you really think they were looking for, though? Just, like, some of the people, missing people's items Yeah, or because whatever, normal, you know? okay, so almost everyone that kills more than, like, a person or two keeps, keeps stuff. Something, yeah. So if you go in, like, if you know, so, like, with the John's S., whatever the hell that last name was, one of the things they said is he always wore a class ring with his initials on it. And so, when they go into Gacy's house, they find a class ring with the J and S on it. Yeah, it's just like a thing of where they're like, okay, we're going to go into this house, we got a warrant, we're going to see if we can find any of these missing people's things. Uh-huh. And then just finding 500 missing people's bodies in the basement. Like, well, no, that's that a little a, that, more than that, you bargained for. That takes for. some time. Okay. Actually, so, yeah. So, they find ver- they find the class ring, they find various driver's licenses, handcuffs. Oh, yeah, because didn't they go several times? Yes, yes. It, and somebody using the bathroom uh, smelled uh-huh. it? Yeah. So, they find a two-by-four with weird holes in the ends, which are the weird things he yeah. tied to them and stuff. They find books on homosexuality. Well, that's for the scientific experiments. And... I don't know how to pronounce this word. I had <laughs> Take to, a stab I had at to, it. I had to half Google it. I had to move my mouse over it on Wikipedia without clicking it to see a slight definition because I was not about to click the word. <laughs> it is uh, pet, pederasty? Pet, pederasty? It is the gay sex of a young person and an old person. Don't like that. No, it's gross. That's why I didn't want to click on it. They found <laughs> syringes, smaller male clothing that clearly couldn't have fit Gacy. Right. A starter pistol, which, you know, he took some people at gunpoint. Yeah. And a receipt from the store, which Robert Peace worked at. Oh, that's not suspicious. That doesn't help your case when you said you weren't there doing nothing. Nope, sure doesn't. They confiscate Gacy's old mobile and um, his work trucks and put constant surveillance on him. Just arrest him. Well, there were you found his motherfucking missing kids class ring in his house. Well, yeah, they're working on it. I feel like that's enough to detain him. You would think, but... So on December 14th of 1978, Michael Rossi calls the police about Gregory's disappearance and says that another Gacy employee, Charles Hatula, had been found drowned in a river a year before, but they don't think that was him because he wasn't dumping them then. Can we just go through his payroll system and see how many of the employees are dead? <laughs> a lot. By now. There's quite a few. If not dead, they're definitely missing. Yeah. Yeah. Suspicious. So, yeah. So, in December 15th, so, I mean, it was the 13th that they did the search warrant, 14th they talked to Michael Rossi, on the 15th the cops look more into the pending battery charge and learn how Gacy had lured Jeffrey, chloroformed him, raped, tortured, and dumped him with chest and facial burns and rectal bleeding. Oh, my God. They then interview Gacy's ex-wife, who details the disappearance of John Butkovich. They then trace that class ring back to John S., and learn that Michael Rossi's car matches the VIN number of John's car that was missing. Obviously. Who Who is Michael again? He's the one that lived with Gacy for a while. Oh, okay. He bought the car, he was stealing gas. And the whole okay, thing. okay. Yeah. In December, December 16th of 1978, Gacy attempts to make friends with the people that are doing the surveillance on him. What? He invites them in for dinner. Says he didn't do anything. He's being harassed for political reasons. And don't they, like, come in and are, like, buddy-buddy with him, too? Yeah, yeah. They like, come yeah, in. Yeah, sure. They... We'll come eat dinner. Yeah, they eat with him and all that stuff. So, at one point... You're in... supposed to be fucking surveilling, not yeah, making friends. Yeah, but they friends. are. They gotta, they gotta get... Cl- they can't be kept... 
It can't be like Bundy when they're all like there's like 15 cars that start up outside. Like that's not doing us any good. We got to get yeah. in there, you know. Yeah. That's so true. at one point when he's befriending them, they're eating dinner, and uh, Gacy says, "Quote, you know, clowns can get away with murder." Uh, n- don't like that one bit. Tell us more about that, And if Mr. you're doing Gacy? that to me, I'm clawing your face, so there's at least some weird clown paint under my fingernails. Yeah. Do you, okay. What, is there scientific experiments on this also, or? No, just this, the homosexual ones. Okay. <laughs> on December 17th of 1978, the cops analyze Gacy's car and find fibers that may be hair, so they send them off for testing. They do a test with German Shepherds to see if Robert had been in the car. The dog did a, quote, death reaction, signaling that Robert's body had been in Gacy's car. What? You know, cadaver dogs. Oh, okay. They do a death reaction. Okay. You know, they I, can... I was really confused because I the way that I heard it was like they took a sample of his hair to compare it to a German Shepherd's <laughs> <laughs> to see if he was in the car. <laughs> Yes, like, if your hair matches a German Shepherd, you've the been in the car. Fuck does the, did he have a German Shepherd? I'm so confused. No, cadaver dog. <laughs> okay, I'm back on board. Okay. I told you, special kind of fucking stupid today. It's okay. So, on December 18th, Gacy goes to his lawyer's office and prepares a $750,000 civil lawsuit against the Displains police to stop the surveillance on him. <laughs> but you've been feeding them. Yeah, but he's over it. Okay. I'm ready to kill some more people, so if you could just go back to <laughs> If you guys place. get the F off me, yeah. that'd be great. Yeah, I need some... I need to scratch this itch. So the receipt that they'd found from the pharmacy in Gacy's house is traced back to a, a 17-year-old named Kim Byers, who said that she'd put that receipt in the pocket of a jacket that Robert had then borrowed to leave and go talk to the contractor, who was Gacy. So you can't... Mm. He, he, he had to have come talk to you if this random girl's receipt was in, the in a jacket jack- pocket right. and the, the receipt's now at your house. Exactly. Like, she didn't go there, obviously. Right. So Michael Rossi ends up telling the police that he'd helped spread ten bags of lime in Gacy's crawlspace. Well, that's not fucking suspicious. No. I don't even know what you use lime for other to than... To decompose a body. Right. And that's it. Yeah, I don't I don't know any other use. No. Mm-mm. So during a different time of surveillance, around December 18th, and one of the officers, they go into Gacy's house, and the officer uses Gacy's toilet and smells what's described as rotting corpse coming from the toilet. Eee. Yeah, that's disgusting. So on December 20th of 1978, David Cram and Michael Rossi are interviewed by the police. When Michael is asked where Robert's body could be, Michael says he's probably in the crawl space. Why does he know this? Because he was spreading the lime and stuff. Oh, yeah. So now he's, like, putting two, to, two together. Yeah. He's like, oh, hell, they're probably I've there. just been implicated in fucking helping. Helping, yeah. So then David Cram tells the police about Gacy's attempt to rape him in 1976. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay, that was David Cram. Okay. Never mind. I was like, I'm I'm sorry. He attempted to rape this Michael fellow, and now he's bent over in the crawl space fucking laying lime down there? No. That seems like a great idea. Yeah, no. So they do tell, he tells the cops that Gacy had freaked out after the first search warrant of his home because there had been a slight spot of mud on the floor that he thought came from the crawl space. 
So he, so he'd panicked thinking they were in the crawl space. Mm. So David Cram stated that he'd been asked to spread lime down there and had helped dig supposed plumbing trenches that were two feet wide, six feet long, and two feet deep that he now realizes were graves in the crawl space. Good God. Well, at least he wasn't one that had to dig his own fucking grave like everyone else. Yeah. On December 20th of 1978, Gacy shows up at his lawyer's office for the civil suit meeting. He looks disheveled, tells his lawyer he needs to tell... He needs to talk to them. He grabs a newspaper showing the article about Robert's disappearance and says, quote, This boy is dead. He's in the river. Uh, not great for your case. Oh, Cody. Good God. Over the next few hours, he tells his lawyers he'd, quote, been the judge, jury, and executioner of many, many people, end quote, who he tells the, his lawyers they are buried in the crawl space or dumped in the river. Um, what gives you the right to think that you are judge, jury, and executioner of anyone else I have other no than your fucking goddamn self? I don't know. He's mental. Clearly. So he dismisses most of the victims as male prostitutes, says they're hustlers and liars, talks about doing the rope trick and stuff. And his handcuff trick, which I read about, which was creepy, was that he would, like, be like, oh, do you want to see a trick? Would do some, like... You know, quick fin dangle yeah. handwork, get them in their handcuffs, and then say, like, well, you don't have the key. I have the key. And then that's when he would just, like, torture them and rape them. And weird yeah, he would just, like, pounce on them. Yeah, not okay. He said sometimes he'd wake up to a dead, strangled kid on his floor, handcuffed, and he had no idea how they got there. Um, you fucking know exactly how they got there. He tells his lawyers that he used a tourniquet around Robert's neck and that the kid was crying and scared, which, duh, that's awful. Gacy's drunk, obviously, when he comes and shows up, and he falls asleep during his confession to his lawyers. I'm sorry. Are we bothering you? He's like, then I took the thing. Are we fucking bothering you here during this confession? So sorry. Could you... Then maybe, I dumped that one in the river. Maybe we could get you at a better time. What time is good for you? We'll just send you home by yourself. And you can go ahead and come back whenever you're done resting. So the lawyers arrange a psych appointment at 9 a.m. the next morning. They're like, oh, no, uh, we're yeah, done with this crazy asshole. So upon leaving the lawyer's office, Gacy stops to put gas in a rental car he had because, you know, they confiscated his vehicles. Why are they just letting him go? He literally just said he killed Because the lawyers people. are probably like, oh, my God. Get this fucking crazy asshole yeah. out of here. So, <laughs> he hands the kid working at the, <laughs> at the gas station a little baggie of weed, right? He Why? Puts, I, I don't know. The, the, the worker hands it right to the police because there's people tailing Gacy everywhere he goes. <laughs> right. So He walks out the door, they walk yeah, in the door, and Yeah, he gives it to the surveillance like, cops and says that Gacy had told him, quote, the end is coming for me, these guys are going to kill me. You should have just done it yourself a long time ago. Yeah, so then Gacy goes to a contractor friend of his, gives the gives the guy a big hug and says, quote, I killed 30 people, give or take a few, and then just leaves. Um, that's not great news. No. So then he drives praying to a rosary, and he meets up with Michael Rossi and David Cram. He does some weird shit, like talks about confessing and just is being... Why are they still meeting with him? Oh, yeah, he makes David drive him to his father's grave in Chicago. Why is David even around him? I don't know, but the cops... tried to rape him. I know. I don't get it either. The (laughs) the cops are worried that... And he had him fucking beat! Is that not the one that he had beat? No, no, that's a different one. Okay. 
But, like, he tried to rape him still. Right. And had him dig graves in the basement. Exactly. Crawl space. So the cops think that Gacy's going to commit suicide, so the cops decide to arrest him for marijuana possession and distribution. <laughs> so, like, you handed a kid a baggie of weed, we're arresting your ass. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're getting there. So on December 21st of 1978, a second search warrant is signed by a judge and executed at Gacy's house. When they get there, they realize Gacy had unplugged his sump pump. Oh, no. And the crawl space was flooded with water. Surely that'll get rid of all the evidence. So literally a cop looks over and goes, huh, plugs the sump pump back in. They sit there for a little while and all the water drains. And also probably washed up all the bodies okay, too, you dumb you fuck. Yep, yep, yep. Once drained, an evidence technician named Daniel Gentry climbs into the crawl space and starts digging and within minutes finds putrefied flesh and a human arm bone. Oh, my God. He yells up to the cops, charge him, meaning with murder, right. with Gacy, and says, quote, I think this place is full of kids. Oh, my God. That's a bad day at work if you're that guy. Yeah. So once Gacy knows they found human remains, he wants to clear the air with him, right? Oh, good. Tell us your story, sir. Here we go. In the early hours of December 22nd of 1978, Gacy confesses to having committed 25 to 30 murders since 1972. Wow. He says they were all runaways or male prostitutes. Mm, they weren't, though. Nope. They were abducted or lured away. That part's true. Yeah. He says at his house he would handcuff or bound them, sexually assault and torture them. To muffle their screams, he would stuff the victim's own clothing into their mouth. Most of them died between 3 and 6 in the morning. That's when he thought his neighbors wouldn't be up to hear it. Oh, my God. 3 and 6. And the bodies were stored beneath his bed for 24 hours before burial in the crawl space. What the what? Some he attempted to embalm in the garage. What the fuck? He had to sleep above him for a little bit. Think about where in the crawl space he was putting them. He's embalming them in the garage. Yeah. He would periodically pour quicklime in the crawl space to speed up decomposition. He had then planned to fill the crawl space in with concrete. And the last five victims were in the river due to the crawl space being full. Oh, my God. So he was about to just seal that shit up with concrete and move into a new house with a bigger crawl space. Uh-huh. To aid the police in finding all of the bodies, Gacy drew a diagram of his basement showing where the victims were buried. Well, that was awfully kind of him. Between, yeah. He also takes them to the bridge that he used to dump the bodies, but only four of the five river bodies were ever recovered. Oh, I wonder what happened to the other one. I don't know. Between December 22nd and December 29th, 27 bodies are recovered from Gacy's house. Oh my God. 26 in the crawl space, John Butkovich being under the garage. They paused the search due to weather, but Gacy insisted they'd found them all. What happened to Homeboy by the Grill? On March 9th of 1979, after the weather had cleared, the body of the 28th victim is found buried in the yard near the barbecue pit. He had a ring on his finger, so they think he may have been married. Oh, that's sad. On March 16th of 1979, the skeletal, rema skeletal remains are found buried beneath the joists for the dining room floor. In total, there were 29 bodies exhumed from 8213 West Somerdale Avenue. And in April of 1979, the house is demolished. Okay, I was just going to ask, who's buying up that house? They didn't waste no time, though. They found bodies on March 16th, and they tore that shit down in April. Uh, yeah. 
Because they don't want people coming and looking at it and shit. That's when three more bodies are found in the Desplaines River. Of the 29 total bodies that they'd found, 12 died of asphyxiation. The rest were strangled. Some had foreign objects still shoved into body cavities. Oh my god. Yep. On April 9th of 1979, a decomposed body was found entangled in the roots on the edge of, a dis- of the Desplaines River. The bodies found and ID'd as the missing Robert Peast. That was the kid? The, from the pharmacy. Yeah. There was a paper-like material shoved in his throat, so he died of suffocation. Mm. So, can you... Okay. <laughs> you work in Chicago crime, so you probably... You're used to dead bodies. But can you imagine pulling 29 dead boys out of under a house? No. Like, you ain't trained for that. Nope, nobody's trained for that. No. No, Especially when some of them are half decomposed. Yeah. Ooh, the smell under the house. God, that'd be so nasty. Like, what do you think his... Do the neighbors not smell it? Just, what do you think just his clothes smelled like, like, on a daily basis? Like, Well, because, like, we had a dead mouse in our house one time, and I literally thought there was a dead human decomposing in our kitchen. (laughs) So I cannot imagine what 29 full... Well, not all the way full, but pretty much full-grown men decomposing would smell like. <laughs> Makes me want to vomit. Not good. No. On February 6th of 1980, Gacy is brought to trial on 33 charges of murder. He's tried in Cook County in front of Judge Louis Garipo. The jury is, pool- is pulled from Rockford, though, due to press coverage in Chicago. Which, if you know anything about Illinois, they still heard about it in Rockford. Uh, yeah. It's really not that far away. No, it's like a suburb. <laughs> Not really, but... During the time before the trial, Gacy spent 300 hours with psychologists. He needs To try to prove he was crazy. He was trying to get the insanity defense. No, 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 no. Insanity means you didn't really know what you were doing at the if time. If you do, like, consistent of the same crime, you know If you're, you're planning it out and planning plots and having people dig their own fucking graves, you ain't insane. No. I mean, you are, but... Not legally. Yeah. So they argue that he's a paranoid schizophrenic with multiple personalities. Uh, no. (laughs) The state argues he's completely sane. He obviously premeditated everything. And David Cram and Michael Rossi testified about digging the trenches in the crawl space. Like, come on, bro. You ain't fooling nobody. No. On February 18th, Cook County Medical Examiner testifies that Gacy's house was done in an archaeological-like fashion. That the bodies were, quote, markedly decomposed, putrefied, skeletalized remains. <laughs> Thirteen died of asphyxiation. Six were a ligature strangulation. One was multiple stab wounds. And ten were undetermined homicides. Oh, and the multiple stab wounds was the poor little bacon boy? Yes. Aww. So sad. Um, the defense tries to say that all of them died of accidental erotic asphyxiation. Um... You don't have an accident like that 35 times. Right. <laughs> like, maybe one. Yeah. One, and you're like, that's how the kill Bill. this, I'm done. That's how the Kill Bill guy died. Not familiar with that. Have you seen the movie Kill Bill? I have not. Oh, well, one of the actors in it. I don't remember his name, but he died of oh. eroticus. Auto, auto-erotic. He was doing it to himself. What? Okay. In, a, like, a closet. What? Well, fucking weird. In, like, Thailand or somewhere. Kink shaming that for sure. Yeah, that's weird. Yep. 
On February 21st, Jeffrey Rignall testifies about the torture from Gacy. He frequently cries while on the stand, and one of the questions by the defense causes him to vomit before being excused from testifying anymore. That's really sad. That is sad. Poor guy. I know. Like, what could they possibly have asked? Something gross. I don't know, but wasn't he the one down there fucking spreading lime and shit? Yeah, like... They probably are talking about how he was digging the trenches. Right. And participating in it unknowingly. Sad. On February 29th, Donald Voorhees testifies about the assault from Gacy and the physical assault to stop him from testifying. So that's from all the way back in Iowa. Yeah. They got him. They were like, hey, come help us. And he was like, and he was like I'll be on the train right now. Yeah. Three weeks later, Robert Donnelly testifies of the abuse by Gacy. He's visibly shaken while on the stand, and Gacy would taunt him and laugh at him. That... Why is he allowed to do that? I, that was what I was wondering. Why doesn't somebody just kick him in the goddamn face when he starts fucking talking? Yeah, I don't okay? know. Okay? Tase the motherfucker. You open your mouth, you're getting fucking tased. Okay? You don't get to speak in the courtroom. Not okay? right now you don't anymore. No, you don't. Are you on the stand? No. Then shut your fucking pie hole. <laughs> right? Or we're going to shut it for you. I wish somebody would have done that. I can't imagine. Ugh. That's, oh. You don't get to fucking taunt people. No. So on the fifth week of trial, Gacy writes a letter to the judge asking for a mistrial, stating that he did not like the insanity. No! That he did not like the no! insanity defense. No! His attorney didn't allow him to testify. There were not enough witnesses, and all the police were just lying. You don't just get to write a goddamn letter, and they'll be like, well, okay, we believe you. Well, that's what the judge is like. Uh, you had 30 fucking bodies under your house. Well, the you ain't ju- just writing a letter and getting rid of that shit. The judge is like, bro, if you wanted to testify, you just gotta tell me. And Gacy doesn't even testify, so that's one of the things he said he was mad about. <laughs> so on March 11th, closing arguments start. The prosecutor calls Donald and Robert, quote, living dead, and says, quote, John Gacy has accounted for more human devastation than most earthly catastrophes. Which is true. You know, earthquake killed three people. Yeah. Mudslide killed five people. So John Wayne Gacy, 33. The defense says that Gacy can't control his impulses, that he's mentally troubled, duh, well, yeah, accuses the prosecutor of just arousing hatred for Gacy and asks uh, he for not aroused it himself. Insanity. Yeah, they didn't, it didn't happen. <laughs> well, here you go. March 12th, the jury gets the case. Less than two hours later, guilty of 33 counts of murder, sexual assault, taking indecent liberties with a child. The, Goodbye. The state sought the death penalty and the defense's life in prison. Two hours later, and the jury returns with Fucking death. kill him. <laughs> execution date is set for June 2nd of 1980. Does he make it to that execution date? That ain't the execution date. They kill him, no. Oh. That never works that way. They set one, and then you, you get automatic appeals. Yeah. And it takes forever. But if you're, uh, in this case, you should get the death penalty and be marched right out of the courtroom, straight to the guillotine, and have that head cut off. <laughs> like, just... Nip Goodbye. it in the bud and cut it off. Right. So he's moved to Menard? Menard? I always thought it was Menard because I don't think it's like the store. Menards. I don't know. Anyway, he's moved to that correction center in Chester, Illinois to sit on death row. And he takes up painting, mostly clowns. Don't like that. No. A lot of them have been auctioned off grossly, they know. Ew. On February 15th, 1983. That's definitely got some bad juju with it. Yeah. Gacy's working in a voluntary work program and is stabbed by another death row inmate um, named Henry Brisbane. Not sad about the that. The I-57 killer. There was no major injuries, though. 
Okay, well, he must not have been a great killer then. No. He files an appeal stating illegal searches, says he didn't do it. His workers with keys to his house must have done it. Yes. They put all those bodies yep. in my house. They certainly did. And then put all the trophies in my master bedroom. Also, they made you say that you slept with the dead bodies under your bed for 24 hours and tried to embalm them in your and fucking garage. Like you already garage. confessed to it, bro. Right. Yeah. In mid-1984, the Illinois Supreme Court upholds conviction and the death is set for November 14th. March 4th, 1985, U.S. Supreme Court denies his appeal. In 1986, Gacy requests a new trial, stating ineffectiveness of counsel. No! Seeks new trial. That is thrown out on September 11th of right. 1986. Right, because your counsel was not ineffective. What the fuck are they supposed to do when their fucking client has 33 bodies in their fucking house? And not he, much you can do! And he confessed to it. Right! You got the bodies, you got sh personal shit of theirs in your house, and you confessed to it. There ain't much your lawyers can do about that, bro! No. So, the conviction's upheld again in 1988. Death is set for January 11th, 1989. Can we just fucking get on with it by now? Which is stayed again, and his final appeal is denied on October of 1993, and formal death date is May 10th of 1994. That's my anniversary. Not 1994. Yeah. Otherwise, you also look good for your age. Thank you. May 9th of 1994, Gacy is taken from the Menard to Stateville Correctional Center to be executed. That was a weird noise from the dog. He has a private picnic on prison grounds with his family. What's his last meal? Can you guess? No, I don't know. Gacy's... K uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> yes! Gacy's final meal is... Finger licking good. A bucket of Kentucky Fried Chicken, a dozen fried shrimp, french fries, fresh strawberries, and a Diet Coke. Fresh strawberries? <laughs> What the fuck? And a Diet Coke. <laughs> also, if you get your final meal and you get to pick whatever whatever you want. Like, I'm getting they, Popeye's chicken. They, no offense, but screw KFC. Yeah, I'm with you there. But also, you get all this shit. Do, are you just cramming that into your stomach well, yeah. and puking it up and then just continuing Probably. to eat? <laughs> um, he observes a prayer with a Catholic priest, which I wrote, huh, fitting. Right. Because they're probably diddling little boys, too. And is, <laughs> um, before being escorted to the death chamber. See you, bye! Now, his death actually kind of, um, changes how things are done in, because there's an issue with a clogged tube. So, literally, they get him all ready to kill him, and then they have to replace all the tubing. So, it's like, <laughs> okay. Um, it's very anticlimactic. There was a crowd of over a thousand people gathered outside the prison. The pro-death people had t-shirts that said, quote, no tears for the clown, which also would terrify me, and I don't like that at all. Yeah, but they're not wrong. No, no, I get it, but it creeps me out. Then, of course, you had the anti-death penalty people out there holding candles and shit. Okay, but he's killed 30-some people. He's not going to be reformed. We don't need to waste our tax money on him. He's literally a living, breathing waste of fucking space. I do think it's weird, though, when people go down there. Like, I I'm okay with him killing him. I don't know if I want to go in the streets and, like, kumbaya about it. No, that's weird. Yeah. But also, he needs to be removed from this earth. Yeah. And here's my favorite piece of Gacy information. Gacy's final words are, kiss my ass. 
I'm sorry, but if you're getting executed and those aren't your final words, then you're doing you, something wrong. You've done something you just wrong. Kiss my ass. <laughs> like what? Most of them were like, I want to apologize for the actions and the pain that my actions have caused. Those are lies. I hope that my death brings peace to my victims' families and that they can find comfort and move on. Kiss my ass, motherfucker! Kiss my ass! (laughs) Don't care. Kiss my ass. I'm out. Deuces. On May 10th, 1994, at 12.58 a.m., Gacy confirmed dead. His brain is removed and given to a a woman named Helen Morrison, who was a witness for Gacy, who has interviewed numerous serial killers in an attempt to isolate common personality traits. So it was just given to her as, like, a gift? Um, I think it was left in his will that she got his brain. Oh. You still get to make a will. That's a really peculiar thing to put in your fucking will. And also, if somebody calls me up from the lawyer's office and it's like, yo. <laughs> you get a brain. Uh, I got this brain in a jar for you. It was willed to you. I'd be like, throw that shit away. I do not want but see, that. See, they want to look at it and see if there's like something weird going on in it. Weird pathways and shit. Mm-mm. Don't want it. Also, I think it's weird, and I think I've mentioned it before, that when you're executed, your death certificate says homicide. Yeah. It's like, you think they could come up with, like, another thing, like a well, legal I mean, homicide? It's a homicide. It is. That's what I think. But you'd think there'd be a way to put on there, like, legal. Like, nobody just walked up and capped him. Right. You know what I mean? I don't know. Anyway, so following his death, many of his clown paintings were auctioned off, and some were bought just to be destroyed. So in June 1994, they had a communal bonfire in Naperville. That's kind of funny. Which was attended by hundreds of people, including families you of spent all of your victims. You spent all your time and did all this hard work, and we're just going to throw it a goddamn fire. See ya. There are thoughts, though, that Gacy had accomplices, or at least that people were aware of his crimes. Jeffrey Rignall, when he was being tortured, stated that Gacy would be in the room torturing him, but lights would come on in other parts of the house. So somebody was there. That's weird. Um, Gacy has always maintained that he had help, and many think a few of his employees helped him with some of the murders because there was at one point when they were doing all of their, um, surveillance on him and stuff, they overheard one of his workers say, like, oh, in the crawl space, um, like the last five or something like that, um, just, like, things like that where it was, like, uh, somebody had to know. Yeah. Um, so here we go. These are all the victims. Ready? These are in number order of the diagram that Gacy drew that I'll post on Instagram. They're all numbered. And these are the num. This is them in order. So number one is John Prestige, age 20, who was buried on 315 of 77. Number two is John Butkovich, 18, buried on 731.75. Number three is John... S, 19, buried on 120 of 77. Number four is Gregory Godzik, 17, buried on 1212 of 76. Number five is an unidentified male between the ages of 22 and 32 who was buried around 315 of 77. Number six is Samuel Stapleton, 14, buried on 51476. Number seven is Randall Reffitt, 15, also buried on 514 of 76. Number eight is Matthew Bowman, 19, buried on 75 of 77. Number nine is Timothy McCoy, 16, 
buried on 1-3 of 72. Number 10 is an unidentified male between the ages of 17 and 21, buried around 7-5 of 77. Number 11 is Robert Winch, 16, buried on 11-10 of 77. Number 12 is Tommy Bowling, 20, buried on 11-18 of 77. Number 13 is an unidentified male between the ages of 18 and 22, buried around 10-5 of 76. Four, number 14 is Michael Marino, 14, buried on 10-24 of 76. 15, Kenneth Parker, 16, also buried on 10-24 of 76. 16 is Russell Nelson, 21, buried on 10-17-77. Number 17 is David Talsma, 19, buried on 12-9 of 77. Number 18 is Michael Bonin, 17, buried on 6-3 of 76. Number 19 is William Bundy, 19, buried on 10-26-76. Number 20 is John Mowry, 19, buried on 9-25-77. Number 21 is an unidentified male between the ages of 15 and 24, buried sometime around 10-24-76. 22 is William Carroll, 16, buried on 6-13-76. Number 23 is Rick Johnston, 17, buried on 8-6 of 76. Number 24 is James Hackinson, 16, buried on 8-5-76. Number 25 is Robert Gilroy, 18, buried on 9-15 of 77. Number 26 is an unidentified male between the ages of 23 and 30, buried around 8-5 of 76. Number 27 is William Kindred, 19, buried around 2-16 of 78. Number 28 is the unidentified male between the ages of 14 and 18 who was buried sometime in January of 1974 in the backyard. And then we have... Oh, 29 is Daryl Sampson, 18, buried on 4676. And then we have... Number 30 is Robert Peast, 15, 121178, body found in the river. 31 is Timothy O'Rourke, 20, June of 1978, his body's found in the river. Number 32 is Frank Lang Langdingen, 19, 11, 478, found in the river. And th 33 is James Mazzara, 20, 11, 24, 78, and his body's found in the river. So those are all the victims that he was prosecuted for. That's a lot. But I think what's crazy, the reason I wanted to do that and read them all out is because when I'm telling the story... It doesn't sound like that many. You're like, oh, yeah, he killed that person. He killed that person. Okay. Yeah, it didn't sound like that But many. when you hear them all read out, and I literally told you about anyone that has a name in here, I told you about. Yeah. So it's like when you hear them listed out, you're like, oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, that's a lot. So the bodies he was, the, the murders he was convicted for, he committed one in 1972, one in 1974, one in 1975, 14 in 1976. Oh, my God. 11 in 1977 and 5 in 1978. Jesus Christ. So he's like, dabble, 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 real deep into it. Jumping all the way in. Taking a cash break for half the year and then packing them in at the end. Good God. So literally, like, I just think it's sad that there's even an unidentified male Barry that's 14 to 18 years old that nobody said anything about. Yeah, that is sad. Like, it's one thing when the one of them was, like, could have been 30. Like... Who knows why he wasn't reported missing, but right. how does nobody miss a 14 to 18 year old boy? Who knows? I just wonder how many other ones there are. 
I, I, you, you can't tell me he killed one person for three, like, a couple years and then did 14 the next. Right. That's quite a jump. So where did he put him before the crawl space? Who the fuck knows? I don't know. Me either. It's poor people, man. I know. It's not just that he killed him. He was, he was horrible to him. My mom says there's a book written about him where Gacy writes one of the chapters from his own point of view. And my mom said it was like the most haunting, horrible, horrible, horrible things to read. Yeah, that sounds awful. I've tried to find what book it is, but she can't remember and I can't find it. Ugh, I wouldn't even want to read it anyways. I, I want to out of morbid curiosity, but I'm also well aware of the fact that I'll be creeped out. Yeah. So that's good old John. Good old Gacy. Mm-hmm. You can't talk about Illinois murders without talking about John Wayne Gacy. No, you cannot. Also, <laughs> one of my favorite things, too, is when um Sarah Palin's dumbass was, um, was on whatever, and she was like, this is the hometown of John Wayne. But really, it was John Wayne Gacy. Oh, no. Not John Wayne the actor. Oh, no. And everybody's like, girl, no. Stop. Uh, that's not good. But, I mean... She was weird anyway, but yeah, she's a little weird. But that's Gacy, and he's terrifying, and clowns mm. should all die. Amen to that. Clowns so, are icky, and I hate them all. If you agree with this statement that all clowns should die, please go to our Patreon page. Right, and, and donate money, and maybe I'll create a fund that all clowns should die, and then... We'll do nothing with that, but it'll just be a fund for hatred of clowns. That'll yeah. That's the one thing in life I'm super scared of. That and thunderstorms. I don't like spiders. Are you scared of them or you don't like them? I would say borderline arachnophobia. Okay. Because I hate sloths. They're so cute. But I'm not afraid of them. I hate them. I am scared of clowns. Two very different things. Yes, yes, yes. But anyways, um... Follow us on Instagram. Support us on Patreon. Um, Patreon.com slash Let's Never Meet. Email us. You can email us, too. Email yeah, us. Yeah, Let's Never Meet Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. You can email us. I mean, you can email us literally anything. You could send us that you hate us, and I'll laugh and write something back really rude. <laughs> or you can tell us you love us, or you can give us ideas of stories, because we'd like to do more that are, like, not super well known but it's hard to find information about some of them so yeah. or you could tell us your stories if you have any stories yeah like if there's a story yeah if there's a story from your town or you've had some weird like interaction with somebody that ended up being like a crazy person we love that shit yeah we do yeah um also rate and review on itunes review us yeah give us reviews on itunes um follow us on instagram our we instagram's have, pretty good yeah we have some awesome people on instagram yes we have, we have names yeah we have a new uh stacy she's a new listener on instagram she doesn't listen on instagram but she interacts on instagram yes. uh and we have Lori and the writing about crime instagram page uh true crime addict and my podcast addiction they yes. are all people that like our shit they comment they add us and stuff and i we appreciate that we do it makes me happy and i really like interacting on instagram except when people are stupid idiots yes and then when i comment on something forgetting that i'm on 
the podcast Instagram, and then I just have to roll with it because I'm too far in at that point. In and too deep. People are so stupid, and I ha- I feel obligated to tell them they're stupid without saying the word stupid at them. But I mean, I'm surprised she took my final "you're an idiot" peace out message so well. But there was never another comment. So. Well, that's good. Yeah. I was, anyways, ready, I was ready to verbally spar for another. I good time. could see that very easily in the, the words and the messages. <laughs> I'm always ready to verbally spar, but I was ready because that was stupid. That was stupid. But anyways, that's it. That's all for this time. We'll be back next week with who knows Something, whatever I don't else know. we'll pull out of a hat. Yeah, it could be anything. We like to fly by the seat of our pants. Yeah, we do. A little bit. This yeah. pillow, I don't like how this feels. I hate those kinds of pillows. <laughs> Sorry. Alright, well. Anywho, but yeah, share us, listen. Tell your friends about it. Do the stuff. Force them to listen. Don't even tell them about it. Just literally make them listen. Mm-hmm. And then when they ask, like, who are these hilarious people? Then you can be like, <laughs> well, you well, know. Well, since you asked. Yeah. That seems like a good way to do it's it. It's a great plan. You should do it. I'm about to fall asleep. Yeah, me too. And I had to drive home. All right, well, let's wrap this shit up. Then. All right, we will talk at you later. Goodbye. Let, don't talk to strangers. And let's never meet. Bye. 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 Bye.